All right, ladies and gentlemen, episode 72 of the podcast with Pofsky. And I really enjoyed sitting down with him and having a conversation about his early ventures with music from taking guitar lessons as a kid and, you know, his journey throughout his his entrepreneurship as far as managing uh, Preach It To Him Chris, the pr- badass producer, uh, from meeting Andrew at Underground Magazine and them connecting uh, and, you know, growing that and also Pofsky's entrepreneur uh, mindset and in business ventures as well so uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this i enjoy talking with him and uh, before you do like the video comment down below because it helps out with the channel and i will see you on the next one peace we made it let's go so we were talking about your early projects i felt like there were some uh, like the skits and stuff yeah like we're, what are you talking about like which one like dynamic or something no the first one uh project you're talking about yeah first full-length project that you put out dynamic yeah dynamic yeah um for that one you had uh, i believe you had some skits in there yeah 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 for sure and i mean for you where does that idea of just putting skits in uh, come like, where does that inspiration come from? Did you already know, like, you wanted to do that? Or you heard something, you were like, fuck, I want to do this? Or Yeah, I definitely, like, heard it somewhere. And, like, it hella inspired me at the time, you know? Um, <clears throat> like, I grew up on, like, really just, like, rap albums, you know? Like, listening to albums. I'm a, I'm a big, like, get into an artist, listen to their projects, like, dive deep. So, like, that's, like, a real classic hip-hop thing, you know? It's, like, skits and stuff in albums, like making an album feel like an experience and like a you know the whole thing for the listener right so that was kind of the goal with that but there's like a funny skit shout out to my homie josh Sidon, uh still friends to this day we've been friends for probably like 10 years and he's the one talking on that skit and he's like it's like a skit where he comes to the door and he's like knocking yeah and he's like yo i need like he's like i need to borrow something and i'm like nah i ain't got that for you right now <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like whatever man he like disses me on my shoes but really you know it's so he's so stupid bro <laughs> he was dissing me like he was talking as if i was wearing some shoes that he was really wearing <laughs> i swear to god bro, he just like a clown like that but so yeah. i was yeah i was listening to that when i was running at, uh, at the gym and i was thinking like how did you guys record that? Did you record it like on a phone or did you record it like you guys were acting or you guys were in the studio? No, we was at the studio for sure. Yeah. Shout oh, out okay. to my homie, uh, Charlie, Charlie Michener. Uh, he's an old friend that lives in Newberry Park because, you know, I like grew up in Newberry Park. Right. So, yeah, he used to record all my stuff and he executively produced and engineered that album Dynamic. Okay. So we just used to record at his crib just like this, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, it was it was nice he he was the first one that that was my first real album with all original beats and like just recorded by somebody solid the whole thing through you know right so yeah it was it was all done there so damn vibes big vibes still you could still listen to that today like you said and it still holds weight like there's nice bars on there the whole project facts um and i mean even going back i know we talked about a little bit on the phone about you doing music early like early on for sure did you, did you say how, how old were you i was eight eight okay when i started playing guitar yeah okay um yeah. is music like around family or is it uh kind of like my uncle played played a bunch of different instruments but no it's just something that my parents like put me into when i was younger and i got into it and uh guitar and then i found hip-hop and then it was just like i made that whole transition and you know that was like around 14 and then until like 16 years old, I didn't really take it too serious. And then around then, I just never looked back. Seriously, I was putting out music, just handing out stuff in high school, doing shows after, putting my own shows together, throwing events in Ventura out here. Seriously, right. like really putting in that legwork. Um, and I would say the past like couple of years, you know, I've really like gotten into the industry, so to speak. Mm. You know, um, I mean at that early age you're playing guitar was it uh just messing around did you take classes did you i did take classes yeah the teacher oh shit yeah yeah so it wasn't really like messing around but okay even like when i was younger younger i had like a nanny like when i was like super young you know because my parents was working od 
So like she gave me a guitar and I probably was just messing around with it as a kid and maybe that's why they put oh, me in the classes, oh, you know, shit. or something. I don't really recall exactly, but but yeah, it was definitely classes. They had us doing like little mini shows for like our family and shit, you know. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. It was cool though. Like I it was definitely my life like at that time, you know, up until like 12, 13 years old as I'm kind of becoming my own little person like I would have told you I'm going to be like a guitarist. Like that's what I was set on, you know. Damn, you know uh fuck. I read Mac Miller's book um I think it's called Most Dope. Well, mm-hmm. he, he didn't write it, but it was uh Paul Cantor. Yeah. And uh he mentioned that yeah mac miller also grew up i think he played guitar and he would do shows around like i think he well he was jewish so he would go to like jewish shows and he would uh, I'm jewish play too, actually oh really <laughs> yeah oh shit oh <laughs> yeah um he would go to like jewish shows and like just play there and shit mm-hmm. that's dope yeah yeah i never really did anything like in my like religion and at like temple or nothing like that but um but yeah, it was just such a big thing for me. Mac Miller, huge influence for me too, for sure. Yeah. Yes, sir. Definitely. Uh, if you have, do you have like a favorite project? Mine's uh, Good AM. Good AM is a great one. Um, shit, I would say my favorite Mac Miller projects are like his early, early ones, like uh, the High Life. If you've heard that mixtape, oh. or like Best Day Ever. Yeah, yeah or, Best Ever. Yeah. You know, or like uh, what's the what's the most popular one called? I'm blanking the fuck out. Kids. Kids. Yep. Yeah, those three are really good. I was just listening to like some stuff off of Macadelic the other day. Oh shit, Macadelic, yeah. Crazy. There's a song on Macadelic called The Question. Yep. With Lil, Lil Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, yeah, that shit crazy. Or that song uh, Lucky Ass Bitch with uh, uh, Juicy J. Juicy J, yeah. Yeah, like just throwbacks. Like we really grew up on How old are you? 25. Yeah, I'm 25 too. So okay. like, you know, we grew up on that type of shit like Mac Miller was Khalifa, Juicy J, like that was like our era like, you know it what I'm saying? So, yeah, for sure. But Good AM was really, really, really good project. I actually got to see it live one time. Oh, fuck. Did yeah. you did? Where, where was this at? L.A.? Fuck, I forget. Yeah, it was somewhere. I think it was in San Bernardino. You know, they do all the, uh, like, festivals at that one event center. Mm-hmm. I think it was there. Um, yeah, I think it was after Snoop. After or before Snoop Dogg. I forget, Damn. like, what show and shit it was. I used to go it to was a like, Smokers Fest or something like that. I don't know, dude. Or it was one like, of those. I used to go to, uh, you know, Paid Deuces. You ever heard of right. that? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to go to that a lot. And, like, the, uh, yeah, like, all the cannabis ones, you know. I'm a big smoker, so. Okay. Yeah, like, all the, uh, what the fuck is that called? Like, there's one called Chalice that was, like, for, like, like uh, glass, like, bongs and, like, different, like, dab rigs and stuff like that. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. And then and then there's, like, the, just, like, the High Times Cannabis Cup and just, like, stuff like that, you know? Mm. So, yeah. And they would always have big performers and, like, everybody in hip-hop smokes and shit. So it was all always huge, crazy dope lineups. Wu-Tang Clan I saw a bunch of times. Fuck. Know, Nas and shit. So, yeah. Uh, when did you really start getting into like deep into the music like like listening to albums and stuff like hip-hop albums hip-hop or like any music in general um i mean when i was like shit when i was like young young i would say that around that like 10 11 year old range i was definitely like listening to a lot of classic rock music and was definitely listening to the albums and stuff but i got really into like the albums when I started diving into hip hop music, you know, mm. and some of the first ones would be like ready to die by Biggie, you know, or, um, like 36 chambers by Wu Tang. Um, you know, those really, really classics, you know, Elmatic when I found it, Gangstar stuff, Gangstar, yeah, big L, you know, that New York. Yeah. I, I was like super big on New York at first. And then now I'm, like, super big on L.A. Because <laughs> I live in L.A. and I'm, like, in it now. So I got to, right. like, be really on it, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, one thing that I was talking to uh, Contra, mm-hmm. and uh, it made sense because he was, like, I mean, you probably already know, but the idea of an album was for it to be on, like, a vinyl. And, like, when people were partying and shit, they would just let the vinyl play and then they would they like so the whole concept of an album is something that you wouldn't want to skip because they don't want to fucking 
skip the vinyl and shit like each and each right. and every time at the party right um but it made sense dude like and for you that's what you do is like you want to make a full-length project that's non-skippable I'm, I'm is that what you want? for sure for sure i mean like i'm definitely like a uh, album artist i would say but it's been a long time since i put out a project though like it's been a couple of years last year i think well, yeah i did put out an album or like a co uh ep i guess you could call it with my boy dio kane um but that wasn't like necessarily like we sat down and make a project we kind of just like took a bunch of records that we had and like made oh, it a okay. project you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah which nothing wrong with that but like um i'm very like like i like to have a theme maybe or just like a goal of like okay i'm going into it making these songs and then like even if i take some songs i already had and then i start to organize and break it down and really make the album you know what i'm saying yeah like how so. do you choose the just the vibe like i mean each project is different but how do you choose what goes where in, in the in the track list it's a hard decision you know <laughs> kind of sonically you try to just like feel it right like i'm a, i'm the type of artist where i do make a lot of different sounding music you know mm. so it's kind of about organizing that in like the right way that would like keep the listener entertained again like going back to like the uh like just making them feel like they're a part of it and make painting that picture you know like if we're if i'm giving you a project that has like some slower vibes and like some some darker stuff like i might arrange that one way versus if i have more of an upbeat project or if i have stuff mixed so it's just all about transitioning transitioning it the right way you know what i'm saying mm. um and, and keeping that energy it's similar to like when you make your set for a show you right. know like i know i'm going to be performing five songs or two or three songs so i'm going to do it in this order because this is what's going to keep the attention and right. that kind of vibe um but yeah, I, I haven't made a project in a while. And to be honest with you, I keep like talking about how I'm working on projects and like I ha I do work on it for a second and then I stop because I just be working on so many different things, you know? Yeah, yeah. We'll get uh, into that. I want to I wanna ask you about yeah. other ventures and stuff as well. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. But yeah, it's just, it's kind of tough. And especially like, you know, bro, like I'm a really like organized person when it comes to just anything I'm doing. So especially music at this point in my career, like I've done a lot of like s really calculated steps. So it's like the more calculated you get, you can't do, you can't like not do it at that high level anymore. You get what All I'm right. saying? Yeah. Yeah. So like now that I just like, I'm coming off of my release of light it up, Derek King, Kyle Banks, Louis G. Right. Um, like that's not an easy, simple thing to get done. Right. And, and, and again, very like high level thing for me at this point. So now it's like whatever I come with next, you need to do it at the same high level, right? And it's exactly. not just the record. It's like everything around the record. It's 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 the last thing is the record. Not not the last thing because it's like so important and like the names, like features can really, really carry you weight. You know what I'm right. saying? Like it helped me a lot. But it's all about what you do with your song and like all the, all the stuff around it. And... um that comes with budget that comes with relationships that just comes with timing there's a lot of different things you know right 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 but mainly it's budget you know you got to have the right budget and you got to like that song light it up i probably put like 10 bands into that record at least shit you know just between everything promo pr um you know like going to a friend of mine who really does pr really pitches it out to different people got me on apple music radio you yeah. know got me on la leakers yeah, yeah. which is on sirius xm that shit got me a ton of plays that day. Like, this is real. That's how real industry people do yeah, it. Yeah, bro. You get what I'm saying? So I'm treating myself like a record label. So now I'm not just going to put out a record and, like, hope it does good. You get what I'm saying? Okay, I, that makes sense. I got to, like, put it out with, like, a plan now. Right. And, and that's what I'm saying is, like, if I were to do an album, think about how, how complicated that is. It's 10 songs. You got to have the plan around the whole album. I want to tour. I want to go to different states. I want to fucking do this and that. It costs a lot of money, bro. Yeah. It's a lot to do. So as much as I do want to make these albums for myself, I really end up coming back to like, I'm just going to put out these singles. Mm. I've developed like some really, really dope relationships in the city and gotten some really amazing records done. And like, I think it's just smarter for me business wise at this point to do it that way. I have nobody telling me 
what to do. You know what I'm saying? No yeah, label, you're, no manager. Like, you're building your own, fucking your own way or your own lane. And I think yeah. that's where the future is, bro. It's like with uh, cryptocurrency, with all the like blockchain. Mm-hmm. Each individual person is becoming their own like entity in a way where, where you can sort of bypass these. You, like, you can bypass the middleman pretty much. Yeah. If you like, if you if you build that fan base it's like direct to consumer pretty much exactly that's like the whole conversation right there is just like the old school traditional thinking of of wanting to be with a record label um and and versus what you can do now independently you know and what artists have been able to do independently but i think there's a lot of confusion too and a lot of uh lack of knowledge at least in regards to music you know i don't know a lot of I'm in music. <laughs> so that's yeah. where my knowledge is at. You feel me? Right. So like, I just think that like, there's a lot of lack of knowledge when people talk about like being with the record label or, or not. There's a lot of benefits you could get from being with the record label. There's nothing wrong oh, for with sure, that. For sure. Yeah. You know, it's okay. It's, it's great. There's a lot of different ways to work with labels. There's management, there's publishing, there's 360 deals yep. there. And it's so complicated, bro. Like with, like with logic, he freaking, um, signed with uh freaking def jam yeah and he was able to work with no id and shit like that so like at that moment like the the prior to like blow well he was already big but um that just took him to the next level just being able to work with freaking the legend no id and like signing with a record label was that cat that catalyst right it's pretty much like, yeah, they open the door for the relationships. It's like a huge thing, right? All right. And then when you look at like what what we're doing with Underground right now, like I'm able to build relationships through that. Right. So it's like like what you're saying, direct to consumer. Like I can make this product and create this company and this platform that I'm also an artist now and can utilize and blah, 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 blah. Right. You know, so that's how that's how that works. But yeah, it's like... There's a lot of things that record labels can do for you, for me, for anybody that like we can't do for ourselves, you know, whether it's budget or whether it's relationship or whether it's just like marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's just a lot of, it's, it's really complicated, you know what I'm saying? But, um, it's not impossible. A lot of people do it on their own and you can do it on your own, but you have to be cut for that. You know, you really have to be cut for that. Like people think they're cut for that and they're just so far from it. It really makes me laugh. Like I, I'd be, I really try to just stay to myself because (laughs) a lot of people really be killing me out here. And it's just like, you know, the, the truth will show through the light is how I work. Like I'm a pretty like, just, I like to talk and do interviews and whatever and do my thing pretty out there guy. But I also am pretty kept to myself and make a lot of moves and don't, always say what necessarily is in my mind because well i mean how bro how you know hard is it to just work for yeah. yourself dude because not having a boss not ha- not having someone tell you what to do you have to you have to be that boss for yourself and like like you said it's for people to i mean for myself i'm gonna speak for myself for me it's it's like self-accountability it's for sure it, I mean, no one, no one, no one else is gonna tell you what to do. You have to do it for yourself. For sure, yeah. I mean, you know, I actually like recently just took a big leap um, in life, and just like you know, I was working a regular job, just like most of us, and um, I just took a leap to leave that job. So, really, the question you're asking is very relevant to me right now. I'm really becoming my own boss in every full extent right now. Um, like I mentioned, I'm opening a photo studio. Um, you know, we got the magazine. I do like merchandising and like promotional stuff with my mom because that's the business she's in. So there's a lot of like transitions I'm doing right now to like change my income, change my day to day, all that kind of stuff. And the overall goal is to be able to do the magazine, do music, do more of what I'm here to do. Right. You know, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. so that's the goal. And it's really difficult to do that shit again, you know, and, um, how I do that, I think is, yeah, definitely self-accountability, um, having a routine, having a schedule, sticking to it. You got to be just really comfortable, like sacrificing things, you know, like you're not going to be able to always just spend that time with this person or, 
or go hang out with you know your homies or just like do whatever you want to do like or go like sometimes even if i want to go do something music related i can't because i have to go here or i might not go here because i have to go here for this like right. you got to learn how to prioritize you know and nice. that's like a, something that i'm trying to figure out right now too is like I'm always just trying to like make plans every day, just keep myself overly booked all the time. And sometimes it gets tough and it gets tricky. And I'm like finding myself in situations where like, fuck, I need to like get a little better at just like doing that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do you have like a planner? Like how, <clears throat> how are you uh, managing your time as far? Uh, like for me, that's something I'm trying to work on too is being on point with scheduling and, even like just writing shit down yeah. or do you write stuff down yeah i write everything down in my notes on my phone for real okay um or on my computer you know and i like share them through my computer and my phone and just do it that way okay but yeah constantly i'm writing stuff down i'm always kind of like i'm always writing stuff down in like three places like i'll just be driving and like talking to my notes like remind me at 12 o'clock you know what i mean like to do this or just like go here or like think remember to you know, think about this idea. Like I'm always just like talking about that or might be leaving the gym, writing down a couple bars for a song that I might be just like thinking of at that moment. It's know? like, um, I heard, well, I, I follow bodybuilding and Bradley Martin yeah. mentioned that like, it, like being an entrepreneur, being a social media influencer, it's like 24 seven, like nonstop, like thinking of shit to create or to, to sell or like on your business um and that i feel like what you're saying is that that's what you're going through right now it's like non-stop constant like i gotta do this i gotta i gotta plan something i gotta write some bars down yeah yeah even more <clears throat> than that just like be here take this call do this think about this vin bit next business venture like yeah just my brain is like ping pong bro like all the time it's just like one thing to the next and like um you know I try to do things, everything I do at a high level. So like, I really do give a lot of things my attention. It's just like, maybe sometimes I'm here, maybe I'm there. Boom, boom, boom. I'm killing two birds with one stone. Like, I feel like I do that well. I feel like I balance things well. I do multiple things well, you know? Like, yes, I'm opening my second, third business, you could call it. But it, they all coincide with each other. You get what I'm saying? It all makes yeah. sense. Like, I'm trying to be a real successful person out here and that shit doesn't just like easily happen off of one thing or like just off of music too like you know it's way more than just music and as much as i just wish that i could just do music all day like i'm i'm per purpose i'm personally have a bigger purpose and driven to do more than just music and i'm really passionate about business so that's why i get excited to do the magazine and then i'm thinking about oh we can do this with the magazine and oh we can do this and andrew's like what we do right now like hold on and like <laughs> so that's kind of our relationship like right i'm kind of sometimes over here andrew's here he's like a little more grounded and i'm a little bit more like creative uh yeah yeah type shit okay like uh so. what, what was that conversation because i don't think i if not i don't remember but asking andrew about how you guys met but what was the conversation did you guys meet in high school or yeah well we knew like of each other in high school type shit but then after high school he reached out to me to interview me we sat down we did an interview and then he later told me that um he later told me that he was going to school in boston and that i could come to the school to do an interview at the radio station so i did that i dropped an album came out there with a big team of people we did a tour we had boston and new york um and i'm sure that it i know that it really inspired him and that was like honestly kind of the birth of underground when he like really saw the scene already happening but then see me come out there and then we developed more of a relationship and then he came to me some time later and was like yo i want to make a magazine and just like had it all figured out already Shit. asked me to be on it and then i kind of lightweight helped him figure out who else would be on it you know but really it was more his thing but i just kind of played like the background with him you know right and then uh we did the first one i helped him like essentially he asked me like so how are we going to sell this thing like you know i'm putting a lot of money up into making this magazine and like you know how do you think i can make some money back like should i just sell this on instagram and like 
just hope for the best or what how should i do it you know yeah and i was like well no we should do a show and then that should come with the magazine the ticket to the show comes with the hard copy magazine so that's what we did january 17th 2020 lion city studios on main street in ventura we shut that bitch down we were denying tickets we were had it packed out in that motherfucker everybody knows that was there and that was like the birth of underground was that night january 17 2020 um and yeah i performed at that shit of course i dropped my ep that day before you see what i'm saying so that's yeah. you know not to go off on like a, a random tangent but it's like that's how i move and think i'm like i'm like all right we're gonna do this i'm gonna do this to complement it and Facts. make it bigger like so i'm like just so just thinking big bro always and like so i knew that we had the magazine coming so i made the album right like when i was younger i knew i could go on the interview so i made the album dropped it went out and did that you know what i'm saying so it's always like a such a pre-planned out thing with everything um right but yeah and then the pandemic hit we did one more show that was like a follow-up show from our issue one and uh the pandemic hit like that weekend for real and we decided to still do the show anyways was that like in march or april or some yeah, shit? like march something 13th or something like that yeah and yeah we still did the show and it was all right we probably still had like almost 100 people there which was cool and um and then pandemic hit it was crazy we we're like what the fuck are we gonna do and then andrew asked me essentially to be his business partner and then we put together issue two and the rest is history. Hell Shit. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. I mean, for for me too, uh, when I'm doing the podcast, it's like I'm talking to lots of people and it's just building a giant web or network of just interconnectedness of just fucking relationships and, and friendships and... Uh, the, like the more i talk to people it's like the more this thing fucking just grows dude it's it's wild hell yeah exactly that's what underground is it's just built on the web you know what i'm saying that community just like that like one person to the next you know it's, yeah it's really like just grassroots like that facts you know but now we're starting to like get bigger artists and bigger like people and just like grow you know right right so there's like a healthy medium that we have right now between big artists influencers so to speak and like this bigger reach of marketing and then still touching like the upcoming artists like ground level you know what i'm saying mm. so it's all about maintaining that as we grow type shit and you sent me a bio of of what you do and one of the things i said that was in there was marketing and and managing yeah so how did you i mean you're managing uh chris right now yeah so i mean for for the marketing stuff where did you sort of learn that was it i mean is it just through time or was it trial and error was it taking going to school not school um definitely time trial and error everything in between um just kind of using my like just my vibe just felt the vibe for things you know and just kind of feeling things out and figuring out yeah definitely never had like anyone who taught me how to do it um my mom is in the branding and promotional product industry like i mentioned so i've always grown up watching her watching my dad um like my dad started the company when he was way younger sold his company my mom started her own company um so i've watched them be entrepreneurs i've watched them do marketing-esque things you know so yeah i've kind of been around that in my family so to speak but like with the whole music and marketing and just like i just got really creative on my own and i never had anyone help me with my shit like maybe people like came in and like matched my energy of like a gm beats for example that like he made on my beats he recorded me like we was working together tough like still working together tough you know what i'm saying but yeah. like so somebody like that it's like we match each other energy but i never had somebody that just came in and just fucking like put me on game right 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 you know or just like gave me those handouts or brought me into those rooms like some people as i came up little things you know mm. but yeah you really are forced to figure it out on your own and when you're so driven and so passionate and want to do it so badly you're gonna figure it out on your own 
And then again, like I love business and music like equally, you know? So now that I'm a business owner in the music world, it's like the possibilities are fucking crazy, bro. Like I'm, I'm like living it out. Everything <laughs> I want to do right now. Like we're really starting. This is like how fucking Jay-Z started Rockefeller. You feel me? Like, yeah, yeah. I couldn't be more convinced that I'm going to go where I'm trying to go. And so this is just a way to do it. And there's a million ways of like how to figure that out and how to get that way, you know? So, um, sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's a funny saying of being an entrepreneur is like jumping off a cliff with broken plane parts and trying to fucking rebuild that plane on the way down. Right. And on trying me. to fly. Yeah. On me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. At every level. You know, it's like it only gets harder and um, it gets more fun and more like some shit gets easier and other things get harder. You know, it's like it's it's just not. But it's part of the process, like the the, the whole process is where it's at. Even with like right. going to the gym and shit, it's like, you know, I want to bench two plates. That, that shit takes like for me, it took like five years. <laughs> it right. fucking took a long ass time. Yeah. For so sure. it takes time. For sure, for sure. Everything you do. Everything, yeah. You know, takes that time. But yeah, it's all about developing those routines and like little things like the gym. Hab habits. Yeah, habits. That is like the type of stuff that really helps me going into these like bigger things, you know? Like starting the second business with this photo studio right now. Like just learning how to create routine and habits and jumping out of work and like having somebody to tell me when to get out of bed or when to go to sleep or when to fucking do this and that because like sometimes at night you just want to sit up all night and just eat junk food and watch bullshit and go to bed at 3 a.m but then you're gonna wake up in the morning and feel like shit and yeah, be bro. lazy and be late and all Dude, that shit you know it's like prioritizing sleep too it's like going to bed at a certain time that's something that i'm working on right is like trying to go to trying to get at least like seven hours of sleep yeah because if you're you know i don't want to feel shitty throughout the day Right. And again, it just goes back to that thing of me feeling like just so overbooked a lot of the time. Like this week, it's just like even. OK, so today we got this. I got meeting after another meeting. I have three more meetings after <laughs> oh, this. Today. Granted, one of them was with my pop. So it's like chill, but he's helping us with some of the business. So it's like business meeting, you know, right. meeting with a videographer, meeting with another like manager chick that I'm working with. You know what I'm saying? Then tomorrow it's like a light day, but it's like haircut meeting in LA like that that's the other thing is just driving to LA like yeah I live in the valley um and so it's just like 30 to an hour yeah of a drive just four or five days a week bro I've already been out there just I think every day this week seriously so it's just like back to LA tomorrow get this haircut come back link with Andrew meeting for a motherfucker and then we got a big magazine shoot on Saturday and then I have two recording sessions on Sunday so when yeah bro it's, it's like just booked yep. yeah you know but uh, that's how you gotta be no yeah for sure um fuck i was gonna ask a question I, oh yeah okay so when you when you do get that fo that photo studio do you plan on staying out there like moving out there yeah uh no i really want to like probably the furthest i would go right now would be like studio city or some like right above the hill you know not like to hollywood or downtown or anything but i would potentially live in the city one day i don't know where or what that would look like but potentially mm. you know so but yeah i like the valley right now it's cool i grew up in the valley as well as newbury park so it's like comfortable familiar less traffic you know chill safe fucking yeah. i mean I, I heard fucking uh burbank no well like around the area there's there now there's a lot of or more crime has been happening shit like that like break-ins and fucking all sorts of shit all sorts <laughs> of shit for sure yeah my girl be having that citizens app so she just like always be getting these od alerts like a man with a knife or like you know, like a car, like hijacking, like shit like that, like buy, buy our crib. And I'm like, all right. Like, I mean, I know that shit happens a lot of places, like even just out here, like in Oxnard, like that yeah. shit happens. You feel me? Like 
but I don't need to see it on my phone every three <laughs> fucking minutes. So no, nah, I'm not like having that shit on my phone. You feel me? But uh, yeah, it's like it's a definitely a safe area, bro. You feel me? Like yeah, for sure. In the valley, for but. sure. Uh, what time? Uh, we got time. Thirty. Okay, cool. We're good. Um, kind of going back to around the high school times. How was it making music? And especially like f- for people around you, um, how did you deal with people that? I mean, I'm sure. How how do I put this? Was it was it hard for you to make music at that time? Where people are like around you, sort of judging you, or how was it around around that time of being in high school making music? Yeah, it was definitely hard at first, you know. Um, yeah, cause like I didn't really have anybody that was like supporting it like that. So I didn't really feel like empowered, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was really just like, like I had my friends that said it was cool, but then it's not like my friends were like riding with me tough on it. Like I was really having to like hold my own weight on it. So yeah, sure, for sure, for sure. It was tough. It was tough. It definitely kind of made me like stand out as probably a little weird to people because it was just like doing something that was so out of the norm. Mm. But like, you see me today and it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Like, that's really me. Like, that's that wasn't just some bullshit I was sure. just, like, trying to do. Like, this is really me. And, like, that's really what I'm going to be. So, like, it's going to make even more fucking sense in five years. You For me? sure. So, so, yeah. It was definitely tough, though. I mean, those were the days that shaped me. Like, um, this rap battle that I did in high school. Like, just, like, shows that I did. Like, I did my first show. I think it was in, like, junior year. Sure. And I like found this venue in Camarillo and booked it out and invited my all my friends out. So Rock City. I think so. Right, there, I think there was a. I think it was called Rock City. Rock City, okay. In that little plaza. In, right, right, yeah. Right, and that and it's like that big ass parking lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and I had a friend at the time that was supposed to do the show with me, and he like backed out backed out the show like literally was supposed to do the whole shit and we had a big commitment with the whole place and everything and i'm like 16 like this is when the problems start happening bro you know what i'm saying like it's it's never stopped never yeah <laughs> it started then it never stopped almost yeah. 10 years in like at six fucking teen years old like but yeah this fool like was supposed to do this shit with me backed out and i had like to take on the whole shit but you know we finessed and ran that shit up, got that money just like we right. do, <laughs> uh-huh, for, <real. laughs> for sure, for sure. So we was running plays and figuring it out at a young age, bro. But yeah, it took a long, long, long time to get here, you know. The fucking journey. Yeah. Um. I mean, I still I'm just curious around that time too. For you, were you reaching out to these venues and and how did you book those shows and shit? Yeah, I definitely, like, figured out how, like, that was the whole question I had when I was younger. It was just, like, how do I get a show? Like, how do I get on a radio station? Like, how do I, you know, get a feature with a big artist? Like, I didn't know how to go about those things. And when I was younger, yeah, I just kind of figured out how to find the venue and put it together and just, like, figured out the venue pretty much had everything I need. So I just got to make the deal with them and sell as many tickets as they want me to and just kind of crack the code at that age. For sure. And yeah, at that age, being in high school, you had tickets. You could like push your hard copy tickets that you actually like had to go drop off to people and shit. Which, yeah, you're you're at school. You're fucking mad people there at school. Just right. You could push that shit. Pushing it. Yeah. Pushing it. So I did it, and I figured it out. I probably had like 50 people at that first show or something, and it felt like the world. It was yeah, amazing. Yeah. I performed by myself for like two hours. Fuck. <laughs> I swear on my life, bro. Jeez. Like I did a long ass, maybe not two hours, but like I did a long ass set, like 30 plus minutes and then like took an intermission and then came back out. Is there footage? <laughs> All by myself. Is there footage of that? <laughs> yeah. Somewhere yeah. for sure. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Somewhere. I bet I have some somewhere. I, for real, I can find it. I bet. Shit. Yeah. That shit crazy though. <laughs> crazy, 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 man. Never been scared to do this shit. Even if other people was put me down and like you know even like i told you i started at 14 but then at 16 i like really really got more into it so like even between that time of like 14 to 16 i was still rapping and shit all the time i was just not telling anybody 
like I was super like embarrassed, not embarrassed about it, but just was like not confident enough to tell anyone. Mm -hmm. And then around 16, I gained more confidence and just like started to become a young man out here and shit. And uh, one of my homies told me that I should rap because he heard me freestyle one night when we were turned up. Mm. <laughs> 16 off that Henny, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, and then we was kicking flows, and he was like, yo, you really got some. And so at that point, I was like, yeah, let me fuck with it. And then I got a whole studio, and then I got expelled from school. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom took me in because I was with my pops, and then my mom took me in, and she would let me use my recording setup as like a fucking, as like a, like I could earn it, you know, like I right. could earn back my time to use my recording setup. And so that was like all I was allowed to do when I was grounded. So, um, I what, what were you allowed? To, what was it? Recording. Like she oh, would let okay. me use oh, my okay, recording okay, setup, okay. you know, when I was grounded. So shit. So I did that, started learning how to like record myself a little bit, but I, I never stuck with recording myself ever like once i found people that knew how to do it good i've stopped doing it type yeah. shit which i wish I, I kept it up but you know it's good let people do what they do best you know what i'm saying yeah and surround yourself with people that are doing what they do best mm -hmm. exactly yeah i'm huge on that for sure um, okay, so so managing Chris, he told me that you guys met at was it Burning Mouth? Yeah. In the line. Yeah. How did you? How did that conversation come up? Um, I think it came up because he was like, I overheard him talking with his homies. I think he just filmed a music video. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So like he was talking with his homies. They were all hyped up about the video or whatever. And I was like, Oh, are you an artist? And he's like, yeah, I'm an artist and really like a producer, but I'm an artist too. And I was like, oh, that's what's up. Like, you know, I run Underground Magazine and I'm an artist and shit, blah, 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 blah. And we just connected and shit. And then he started sending me beats. And what I told bro, Chris, what was so crazy is I happened to be having lunch that day with this guy named Jamo. Shout out to Jamo. He does um, something what's called licensing and sync in music mm. so that's basically when you use music for like television and film and stuff like that right so he's in in that world and uh yeah he works at a company called the bus and they're based in nashville but then they like open a spot in la so he moved out here and and jmo had met andrew and andrew interviewed jmo one time and andrew was like you gotta connect with bro you know because you do music so i did and then that was our first meeting me and jmo oh shit at the collection and so i'm in line with this dude who's like you know he like a and r that i believe like warner like at that even at that time just like what a couple of years ago now like maybe two years ago yeah um that was like a big meeting for me to be have like i felt like holy shit like i'm out with this big label guy like what right. the fuck is going on you know and then i just met chris so and it was just a trip because me and chris actually just had a zoom call with him the other day and we talking about doing some publishing stuff with him shit so super full circle moment because this guy actually just pitched one of our songs the other day to like a show on vh1 which is a trip chris produced trip. it shit so it's just real for full circle you feel me that's wild but, bro right place right time yeah exactly but yeah chris um is a great young man you know what i'm saying he going hard as fucking what he doing and like we just again met that way he started sending me beats we've been making records now for i would say again probably a couple years and um just recently he was telling me that he wanted a manager and like we had a couple phone calls where he was like yeah i'm kind of looking for someone to manage me and i was like well like i would potentially manage you like you know let's talk about it he was like yeah you know i would like potentially have you as my manager you know what i mean like and that doesn't mean like i'm waking up in the morning like holding his hand you know yeah. what i mean like he lives out here, Oxnard. I live in the Valley. Like, we don't... We talk pretty often, right? But, like, there's so many degrees of, like, what a manager could be. Obviously, I have a lot going on, right? I'm an artist. I'm running underground. I'm opening a photo studio. Like, I'm doing the merch shit. I make money. Like, crazy time in my life right now. Mm. Like, maybe probably the last time I should be adding anything on to my plate otherwise, right? Yeah. Like we talked about right. earlier. But... I just fuck with Chris so much. And again, it's like everything that I'm doing, it all 
it's synergistic right so it's all connected and helps one another right right so it's like part of our arrangement is like that i just get beats from him all day which is like he was already giving me beats like that's not just like a whatever but it's like now it's just set in stone like i'm gonna do this work for you i got beats we you know got our other arrangement whatever whatever but it's like my goal with him is he's doing his thing in you know he went to school up in sacramento i believe yeah so he's got his like big roots out there right now just producing for a lot of big norcal people artists and collabing with a lot of norcal producers i believe and selling beats and just really becoming successful on his his own for sure yeah you know what i mean so my goal for him is to connect him with more la people and start to land him la placements with producers and artists which we've already started to do um i've actually now thrown like four production sessions shout out to my man cartier rich um and blue tint recording studios basically he let us go up in there and i bring chris i brought chris three of the four times and i invite all these different fucking la producers that i know or just different producers from wherever um or artists or djs or managers or ARs or just people in the industry photographers videographers it's like a melting pot in them yeah and yeah the goal is for chris to work with these people and to eventually build relationships get placements so on and so forth you know we were just in the studio the other day with Ron Ron. Uh, Chris wasn't with me, but uh, I don't know if you know who Ron Ron is. But no. that's he produced all Shoreline Mafia's records. Okay. You know, so like our network is really getting crazy out here. Um, and that's what I want to expand to Chris. I want him to be able to utilize my network and my contacts and what I can do. And I'm not a producer. So sure. there's a lot of producers I know, a lot of producer plays i have that i can't make because i'm not a producer so now right. he can make those plays and we can make them together you know what i'm saying facts so just ha- just just ha- have it ready just pretty much have it ready right exactly yeah and chris also um had a big moment with an artist named lil cito mm. um so shout out to young saudi and shout out to marty um at the lights global because yeah fucking they looked out for chris in a major way and chris landed a placement on Lil cito's record that went super viral for him i think it has like several millions yeah. like five six seven eight million whatever um i think uh was it blue face blue face hopped on that blue face hopped remix. on the remix exactly yeah. so chris now landed a second placement got more streams right so um yeah, and just over at the Lights Global, they're doing big things. Marty, our homie, is head A&R now over there, pretty much not just because, but definitely this little Cito uh, growth helped his growth at the company. So it's just cool to see all of us going together. Um, young Saudi, my homie, uh, is the one who got Chris's beats to Marty. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And, like, Chris is my – or, like, uh, young Saudi is my homie and then Chris and young Saudi met through me you know what I'm saying so it's just all like not a web like, yeah it's not a wet it's it's not even for any weird shit it's a web it's for love it's like yeah this is, ener- this is real life it's real shit this is how it really happens so that's why I'm just making sure to shout out everybody and just tell that story you know so and like like we were saying earlier just purely organic and and nothing feels forced it's just, it's just happening it's just unfold pretty much just feels organic Right. Like, I didn't even like, know that, like, Young Saudi got Chris's shit on there and, like, that, that, you know what I mean? Like, they had met through me. Like, that's crazy, but I didn't even realize that they was doing that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. great. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's great for Chris. Like, that's amazing. I want to see him go up. And that was dope as fuck to watch that play happen. And obviously, Chris knows that he met Young Saudi through me and he sees the benefit of why he would want to work with me. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? For, for multiple other reasons. But, like, that's just an example of the type of shit that I could bring people. You yeah, know? for sure. And otherwise I've been like bringing Chris out to like networking events, red carpet, got him on the red carpet, got myself on the red carpet, right. like the real way. You feel me? Right. It's been good. It's been good. I like being a manager <laughs> for real. I do. And, uh, let's talk about, um, just future stuff, uh, that you're doing. I know we talked about the photo studio, the managing, but is there anything else that, you have in mind that um in the like 
two-year, three-year, four, five-year uh, plans as far as just if you could look ahead. Yeah. Um, like a big thing is for me to kind of transition more because really what I'm doing right now for Underground is a lot of like creative direction, brand development, A&R, you know, a lot of marketing, stuff like that. So it'd be really cool to do that with and for other companies mm. and bigger companies. You know, I don't like to say like too, too much, but like, I'd love to do that. Yeah. I'd love to like be a Virgil. You know what I'm saying? I like see. the way that he went into Louie and like just had his whole own creative direction. Right. Not that I'm like on the fashion tip. There's so many ways that you could do that. But just in brand development, creative direction, marketing. Hmm. Um, I really, really, really have grown to like that. Um, I definitely see clothing for myself as something that will happen sooner than later with like through and throughout uh underground you know uh, like so, like underground merch and also like otherwise you know what i'm saying right. uh, record label stuff like i'm currently also developing our next underground album which like all the artists on there probably are a little frustrated with me because it's taking a little too long yeah <laughs> but it'll happen it'll come together as it should um yeah, developing the record label, developing myself as an artist, putting albums out, managing more people, expanding the team, more writers, more photographers, more graphic designers, more magazines, more brands we're working with, bigger artists. We have some really big artists, really dope artists that we got for our next magazine that's coming out maybe before the end of the year. Shit. So just like shit like that you feel me dope man well um is there anything that you want to promote before we go yeah i mean just make sure that you check out light it up man light it up's going crazy right now we almost at sixty thousand streams totally organic so yeah just check out light it up featuring Derek king kyle banks by me and louis g um yeah man go stream that check out the music video check out underground magazine if you're tapping in with this, you're probably at 805 Local, so you already know the vibes. But we got issue six out right now with AZ Chike. We have issue seven coming out soon with some amazing artists. Be Instagram. Ready for new music. Yeah. Socials. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Trap Popsky. Um, P-O-F-S-K-Y is how you spell my name. So Trap Popsky on, on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, definitely check me out on Apple, Spotify, all that type of shit. And yeah, man, it's going to be a big journey. Just make sure to stay tuned. Sheesh. Oh, yeah, and I appreciate show. you having me on the show, bro. For real, for real. Anytime, bro. Thank you for for this uh, finally. Um, I'm glad it ha finally happened, so thank you. Hell yeah. No, for sure. We rock, we, we rock in. We locked in forever, so it was yes, good. Yes, sir. Good money. All right, y'all. Peace. Yay.